Hi, sweet lovelies. It's Nathaniel Shoemaker. You might know me from Film Nerds Hour, and... Anyway. Uh, in this review, we talk about the Nicolas Cage cult classic Mandy. And there's a lot of flashing light sequences. So, if you experience epileptic seizures or things of that nature, maybe skip this one. But, otherwise... Thanks for showing up. Hope you enjoy the episode. And it should interest you all to know that, yes, this voice is making Noah very uncomfortable. And I'm taking much pride in it. Enjoy. You are now listening to All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to uh, Film Nerds Hour. I Where production is key. <laughs> well, we try our best. No, we don't. <laughs> what the hell are you talking? They about? They don't need to know that we don't try our best. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to know we don't try. Yes, yeah, that's true. But go on. I don't know. My thighs itching now. Thick, <sighs> thick thighs do save lives. Yeah, mine just crush. Thick thighs save lives. Legalize. Anyway, go. On. Easy there, John Mulaney. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forget. That's a that's a very not good thing right now. Yeah, he was on SNL the other night. I didn't hate it. You know, it's just. Yeah, I don't know how I'd react if I actually met him IRL. It's definitely a. Uh... It's it's gonna be different for a while. Yeah. Let's say that. Like, there's a reason it's been a while since John Mulaney has put up a special. Because everyone's like, yeah, let's wait until the public calms down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But on a happier note... Happier? Mandy is happier. Okay. Well, happy in the fact of... Um, I don't know if we'll have time to do it for my birthday episode, but... Um, oh, yeah, my birthday's right. coming up. Uh, but oh, one right, of my favorite... fucking born or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Be all excited about it, why don't you? Love you. Anyway, go um, We will be reviewing Mandy... Which is um, the not the sequel, but uh, the follow up film of Panos Cosmata. So it's the follow up film to uh, his movie Behind, Beyond the Black Rainbow, Beyond which Black we reviewed, Rainbow. which was a very um, I think it's trippy a I piece of cinema that I don't know. We have some concerns or questions about exactly what that was. Was he from <laughs> an alternate dimension? Was he from a different planet? Why didn't he have hair? There's a lot of things there. Yeah, if you guys want to hear our botched review of what the fuck happened. Botched? Fuck you! <laughs> what, what do you mean botched? It was botched. We didn't know what the fuck was happening in there. Oh, I thought you meant like we were we were half-assing it. No, we that just, wasn't the one. We just didn't know what the hell was going on. I can't think of any, many episodes where I've half-assed it. Probably because I was half-assing it. But Can you think of any? No, not offhand. There was a movie I remember we hated, and we both were like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, uh, High Life? Yeah, yeah. 
Again, Robert Pattinson was great, and it, it's just a lot of old lady sex fantasies, and I was like... <laughs> that were uh, more on the line of the Ray category. Yeah, I don't... Listen, I don't care if it makes me close-minded and I'm not an evolved human being or whatever. It was gross, okay? <laughs> we don't need to think of forceful situations. Nah. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm so, really good, actually. If that's your thing, seek help immediately. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was gonna say, don't say we're not gonna judge him. <laughs> I'm fully, like... <laughs> if that is your thing, uh, find some help. Therapy is free, depending on where you are, so... You can text therapy now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you think anyone has ever texted their therapist, yo, you up? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oh, God. I, I, I just had that thought, and that surprised. really makes me laugh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Sometimes you, sometimes people just be yo. like, yo, yo, you up, my boo, or my dude. My, my boo? <laughs> you've, you've called a boo, you've said to a boo, yo, you up. No, I haven't, but I can imagine someone has. I, I somewhat, I, a friend of mine did. I, I don't talk to him anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. But... We're going to be reviewing Mandy, which is another yeah. Nicolas Cage movie. This is absolutely one of my favorites. I've met a couple people. I have met a couple people who mm-hmm. love it, and I've met quite a few who hated it. Do you have a favorite Nicolas Cage movie? This is Mandy is. Really? Okay. I love his performance because on the surface to some people, it's just another Nicolas Cage crazy movie. For me, um, when I watched the trailer, uh, it engulfed me because... Mm-hmm. For once, it wasn't just him going crazy to go crazy. It had a purpose. Right. And it was a very deep movie that dealt with loss and grieving. Mm. And the lengths that someone would go, like, what would you do if you Revenge. had that power? Yeah. Because there, there's too many times where people are like, oh, that wouldn't happen, but... Eh, that's a lame, that's a lame answer for a lame People person. would not actively go out hunting for people if they watched somebody they loved get killed in front of them by someone. Eh, I th- I don't know about that. I, you know why I say I don't know about that? I don't know every person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think anybody, if they had a gun in their hand, as soon as they watched somebody get killed, not think about at least trying to pull that trigger at the very least. Yeah, at the very minimum, yes. Uh, this is not my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. You know my favorite. Uh, yours is Vampire's Kiss. Close, but no. I love that movie to death, but not my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Any guess? I wouldn't know then. <sighs> a lot of the movie is on a plane. Dave Chappelle is in it, and he asks the pertinent question to a man, why didn't you just leave the bunny in a box? I have no idea. John Malkovich? Con Air, man. <laughs> Freaking love Con Air. You've never seen Con Air? Oh, no, we've been over this. No, I haven't. Oh! The best bad acting I've ever seen in my life. Because his accent, he's so committed to it, but it sounds nothing like the region. Oh, it's so good. Why didn't you just put the bunny in the box? (laughs) I'm like, Nick, honey. (laughs) Oh, well, stay tuned soon for our review of Con Air. I don't know if it'll come before or after Ghostquake. But those both need to happen sooner. <laughs> uh, hey, we'll, go, we'll Ghost, get around to it one day. Ghostquake, Ghostquake, you'll like their tent pole for the Sci-Fi Channel was starring Danny Trejo. <laughs> Danny Trejo's not a bad actor. No, he's he not. Is put in a lot of random shit. He's the janitor. <laughs> of course he is. 
<laughs> when are they going to give him an actual prominent I know, like, I, I, even, like, because that movie came out when I was, I think I was still in high school, and I was watching that movie, and even then I was thinking, this kind of seems like cultural appropriation, like, why is the Mexican guy the janitor at the school? He couldn't be, like, a teacher? Like... No, <laughs> apparently Mexicans aren't smart enough to educate, neither are blacks. That, that, that's the energy I was getting from the writers. So, so what, it, what it comes down to is that the 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 Mexicans <laughs> God. are the janitors. Do-do-do. Racial history with Noah M. Sweeto. So the Mexicans are janitors <laughs> and uh, yard tenants, and the blacks, I me... Be, I shouldn't be laughing at this as hard as I am. Of the blacks, we're uh, gym teachers. You joke, but there is literally a black woman that's a oh, gym no, teacher no, no, in no. Ghostquake. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, we're, we're, the, we're the powerhouses, the, you can do it! Flex <laughs> them muscles, bitches! <laughs> that's, that's the kind of we are. And then we get all sorts of other, like, uh, oddity odd jobs to go along with that. Sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of, uh, interesting when it comes to minorities, but I've noticed that, yeah, and, and uh, we're, but the things that blacks and Mexicans have in common most in movies is, uh, we always get killed off first and die in the most brutal of ways. Which is interesting because you okay I won't say then but because it'll spoil it but you'll like Ghost Quick um but because it kind of one of my fucking people actually live for once dude the final girl is a black girl all right bet <laughs> I'll I'll check it out <laughs> all the white people who are all of her classmates they all fucking die because <laughs> like that's the one thing like it's just like God all right we get it you don't like blacks you don't <laughs> like Mexicans you don't like Asians all right we get it this is the worst time for my mother to walk in <laughs> like a worst time has never been had for her to come in and be like how's the recording going you know. <laughs> <sighs> But I mean, it, it it's true mm-hmm. that that literally... no, you're not getting an argument from me. You well, have a point. It's always that's how it be, and it's just like you don't need to do that though. It's okay mm-hmm. for a black person to just be a person in a movie, right? The villain is the ghost of a white guy. <laughs> of course, it you're is. gonna love Ghost Quake, is dude. Southern, yes. <laughs> Go fucking He's Lord. the former headmaster of the school. <laughs> Good Lord. You're go- okay, I don't care. All right, so I don't maybe care we what- will have to do this one next. I don't care what you have going on tomorrow, dude. After this review, we're going to go in my house and watch Ghost Quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's a there, one of my favorite guys on YouTube is in it. He's a YouTuber and he's like he's a big he was a big husky guy in this movie, but he actually lost like two hundred pounds. Oh, kind of like uh, the guy from who played the brother. My name is Earl, and then uh, the yeah, now he's super buff. Yeah, Valent is it Valentine uh, who played uh, er, er, Ernesto and uh, George Lopez? Is he buff now? Oh, he lost a lot of weight. Hell yeah. Good for you, um, man. I think they used a fat suit for the George Lopez seasons. I don't think he gained all that weight. Oh well, yeah, I didn't think so either. But I did question that for a bit because I, I knew he was kind of kind of a bigger dude, but he was kind of like your average, right? Uh, I think it's Valentin Rodriguez. 
Yeah, because this was him before. Yeah. If you guys look him up for the George Lopez show. That's him now? Um, And then this is... No, this, this is him now. God damn it, his ears. <laughs> he's, got, he's got big ears. <laughs> big ass ears. Oh, God. But you can tell that he's lost weight. And yeah, he's almost he 60. Great. He's 58. Really? Good for you, man. Good for him. That's that's amazing. So it's kind of... And same with the, 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 the black dad from Mouth in the Middle. He's super skinny now. Have you seen... You know who I'm talking about? Stevie's dad. Did you ever watch Mouth in the Middle? Brian Cranston? No, no, no. Um, so Stevie, he was the kid in the wheelchair. Malcolm's friend, his black friend who's in the wheelchair. It's been a while. Look up Stevie's dad from Malcolm in the Middle. He's super thin now. That's also... Oh, wow. What is he on there? Like a cooking show or something? Um... It, it might... Dad, stop embarrassing me. I think oh. there's a uh, Jamie Foxx show that didn't last. Oh, darn. So... I'll I really want with... to see a reboot of that, uh, of the George Lopez show, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'll show you the before and after for Stevie's dad, because I'm proud of that guy. While too. you're pulling that up, I'm yeah, going to go, go into some details. So for Mandy, with, with, yeah. with Mandy, um, this is undoubtedly one of my favorite films, mm-hmm. hands down. It is just such a... And I know that you didn't kind of see it, and I don't expect a lot of people to. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first thing when I first saw Mandy was that it was another Nicolas Cage movie, but instantly... Uh, it was the 80s nostalgia. So if you guys know anything like heard of our views or heard of Panos Cosmatis or anything like that, or if you guys are into the like visual horror, kind of that trippy horror-esque um, um, kind of uh, kind of the horror-esque color grading type of horror, yeah, um, like this would be a kind of movie. I'm trying to think of who else Sensory overload it. type of shit, yeah. Yeah, because um, there, uh, there's a movie Climax that came out in 2018 <laughs> uh, by uh, Gaspar Noé. What's the or, other or Nicolas Cage movie that... Um... I don't know how to pronounce the E. I think you said it right. Gaspar Noé? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and he did Enter the Void in 2009, so you might know him from that. Otherwise, he did uh, Lux Eternia, I Stand Alone, um, or Vortex last year. But yeah, so I mean... Movies like that, or if you guys have seen Sensor recently, which we'll be reviewing here too, because that was a really good movie, or the movie Bliss mm-hmm. from 2019, not the Owen Wilson, by uh, Joe Bagos, starring Dora Madison Berg. You know what um, that movie was missing? More F-words. <laughs> you know, there was a surprising amount of lock in there. Yeah. Um, Joe Bagos did uh, The Mind's Eye, Almost Human, and uh, the VFW movie, mm-hmm. VFW. Um, which was kind of that action horror with uh, Stephen Lang and Martin Cove. Oh, yeah. And Sia, uh, Sierra McCormick. Okay. So, I forgot what she was in. She was in Ant Farm. Oh, the yeah. The redhead Ant Farm. God. Jesus, we're old now. <laughs> I'm kidding. It do be feeling that way. She was also in Jesse. Oh, yeah. Which we don't hear from Debbie Ryan anymore. I haven't heard anything from her since Insatiable. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she fell into that poor category of uh, Disney stars that just quit acting because their experience sucked ass. Well, she, she did a couple of other things. Um, oh, no, she was in Night Teeth, apparently. Night which looks, Teeth? Which looks like a vampire film on Netflix. Oh, yeah, and she I do did remember that. Last that. Year. I haven't done that. Or it's on my list, so I'll have to check it out. Oh, that's where she's like in it. It's the Uber driver. Right? 
It's like Vampire Uber Driver. Um. Yeah. A college student moonlighting as a chauffeur picks yeah. up two mysterious. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the dude gets caught up in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that kind of trippy, like LSD-looking kind of horror, um, type of movies. Right. Uh, that's what Mandy is, and it's just. I don't know. That doubled with uh, just the insanity and the raw emotion. Like, Nicolas Cage sells sells it in this movie. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the biggest things that I love about this movie was the fact that um, after one big event happens, uh, his crying scene yeah. was, people would say it's probably over the top. I don't think it was at all. It was exactly how you'd expect somebody who just witnessed what they witnessed right. to react, which is a mix of grief and overburdened crying mm-hmm. and anger. Exactly. There's no way you could tell me that that's not the way someone would react unless right. they have something just a little screw loose somewhere um, or can't understand what's happening. Um, so that that was great. But... um. Before we get into spoilers, I just want to say go check this movie out for yourself. It, Where can it they is watch it? No, a fantastic movie. I'm gonna bring that up here because I don't think it's free, um, but I think it might be on sale on Vudu at the moment. Um, you guys can rent it from two ninety nine from YouTube, Google Play Movies, Vudu, or Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and it and it is worth it. Mm-hmm. it. It definitely is worth it just to check it out. Right. And the soundtrack is killer. Um, one of the things that kind of left me sad at the end of this is uh uh. Joan Johnson. Yeah. Um. I learned that he passed away. The guy who did the soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's this soundtrack. Yeah, especially on the DVD. If you listen to the Blu-ray version, that Mm. love theme that plays for Mandy is so beautiful. Beautiful. It's so his music for this movie is what also made it for me. Because with all that music, you felt with those scenes. You felt. Mm in tune whether it was a trippy visual or just seeing mandy and red red's played by uh nicholas cage. cage and mandy is played by uh andrea uh uh is it riseboro i think that sounds right yeah um and they're just fantastic in this so yeah. highly recommend it so before um, we get into it because i found it that's before okay it's a big husky guy right yeah yeah, uh, yeah, that's him now. Oh yeah, good for him. Yeah, see that gives me hope that I can lose my gut. You can, you can, <laughs> dude. Gar- Gary Anthony Williams was famous for being funny and fat, and now he's just famous for being funny. <laughs> like you got this, man. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, so I will say to you that uh, it looks like uh, Joan. I looked up his cause of death, which was kind of really sad. Mm. Um, they said he died at 48, oh. and the German toxicology reports indicate that it looked like a lethal combination of cocaine and flu medication. Damn it. He was doing cheese. No, no, wait. Cheese is cold medication and heroin. Okay, but he was doing... Yeah. yeah that's which true. might have been inspiration for that trippy score, but that uh. that, that really broke... That really fucking broke my heart. Well, and I want to say this because we'll probably repeat it again in Bliss when we review that. Guys, it doesn't matter how beautiful the art you make is. You don't need to use substances you, to make art. It, no matter, I, I just no matter how how well you want it to turn out, it's it's just so terrible to see um, people who 
Because you're burning the make ca- something so beautiful. You're, you're burning the candle at both ends. And and just to give you an example of what this man's done, mm-hmm. he did Arrival, the soundtrack for Arrival, really? Sicario, Prisoners, wow. with Hugh Jackman. That's awesome. So those are those are a couple that you'll notice. So yeah, like the man has had a had a track record of of good movies and yeah. scoring very well. So um, that that absolutely broke my heart. And he also apparently did Mother as well. Yeah. Because who, who knows how many more great pieces he could have given us. Yeah, and I would have loved to pick his brain on how I came up with Mandy, because that's such a... And I know I'm cu- I'm really gooing over this, but that soundtrack is just you're, so you're, beautifully powerful. You're not wrong for going over so it. It's, well. it's great. It's a great soundtrack. It is, it is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so without that, though, what did you think on it before we head into spoiler territory here? I had a good time. It wasn't... I see. I think the thing that made me be less, you know, like hesitant and terrified was the fact that I knew I, I knew what I was getting into. You know what I mean? Like when you and I watched Beyond the Black Rainbow together, you were a bastard and didn't tell me shit. Because <laughs> that's I found that that's that's something you like to do. You find it fun to surprise your friends. Ah, uh, Halloween is a night that I will bring up. But, uh... <laughs> I... I kind of introduced <laughs> you to Mandy just because of... I don't think it was meant to be as terrifying mm-hmm. as it was supposed to be kind of action horror. Right. So I was I was pre-prepped for it because I also watched Jeremy John's review of it, of how, how much of a trip it was, and obviously I believed you with how much of a trip it was, and I was like, it looks pretty trippy. So I pre-prepared for it so that resulted it being like... I was expecting more, and I know that's a lot to say for Mandy, but in this day and age, I was. You know what I mean? So, I like, would have personally, if I were you, just watched the trailer. That's what lured me in the most. Just going in, because it shows, showed just well, enough. Well, again, again, you showed me, you showed me Beyond the Black Rainbow, so I knew, I know the guy's style. So I was like, I know what to expect. It's going to be really freaking weird. So I just won't, like, I won't freak out as much. Still a good time. I just, you know... It, it didn't it didn't shock me as much as it should have I suppose but then again don't take that f- for anything because I'm dead inside uh, <laughs> I mean uh, my favorite part about it is that it was something I expected I mean my biggest problem I think for a lot of people would just be the first half the fact that the right. first half was, was was slow but I applaud the fact that Panos had it slow mm-hmm. and he kept it rolling right. That is my thing. It was a slow burn. And when I watched it for like the third, fourth time now, I appreciate it being slower. Right. I don't think it would have worked as well had it went in kind of full force and not had that slow burn and introduced us into Mandy and Red. That's the thing I'll say is like with how trippy and how weird it was and how many, how I had a lot more questions than answers for a lot of this movie. I would be lying to you if I said I probably wouldn't watch it a few more times. It It is one of those things, too, like, just the concept, the environment. Mm-hmm. I noticed so much I didn't even notice my first two times watching it. Yeah. It, it is such a interesting universe because there's so much mythology packed into here. Kind of like Resident Evil, where it's, it's like... You get an appetite of wanting to understand yeah. kind of a bit more. I want to know more about the world. Like, uh, who who came up with the idea for for Goblin Cheddar? 
I want to know. <laughs> Which they actually sold for a while. And Shut your ass. That's real. Yep. And Are you I, shitting me? I have a Blu-ray and then I bought the Steelbook to put next to Censor because Censor <laughs> was one of the few movies that I kept in its uh, box casing as well. So I wanted to display those on my shelves. Right. Um, I got a artificial tattoo of the Goblin Chatter <laughs> thing that came with it. Of course you did. It came with it and I was like... Did oh, you actually put it on? No. Oh, you're never going to, probably? I don't know if I will, because it's one of those things that's so unique. And it'll go away, like, after a few days, yeah. Yeah. Would you get a Goblin Cheddar, like, real tattoo? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So that was an actual, like, commercial. Yeah, like, and they actually, on the site they for a while... poured mac and cheese on children for a commercial for it. I think so. What the fuck, 80s? What the hell? Like... <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it wasn't, like, a real brand, but they made it a real brand for the movie. Oh, okay. I thought it was, like, an actual... You made it sound like it was an actual brand of mac and cheese. No, they made a limited edition selling of that actual brand, though. Oh, so they actually... For the movie. Limited sold... That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so I would have bought one to keep and one to... Try. Try, yeah. Even though the Goblin... I don't know. There's something with those puppets that make me, like, whenever they touch them, I'm just like, ew. Ugh. And I'm just like, I yeah. don't want to eat that. Now. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, they were like, that's what I'm wondering. Because for a lot of kid actors, you have to go through their parents. How much did they give them for to be like, hey, this movie, it's real weird and trippy. Your kid's going to get mac and cheese poured on his head. And we wanted to laugh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Parent was like, how big's the check? Like, <laughs> well, and, and I know it's taken to a dark place, but. God, here the go. people people who let their kids work for Disney Channel. Yeah, I know. Or Macaulay Culkin's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's no secret his parents used a lot of his money. <laughs> Definitely. But, hey, he got his money now that he passed 18, and he he has these Cut little, them out. He has fun projects that he does. And he's, and a, he's married he, to he's the he's girl who played London. No, no, I think they're engaged, but he is a dad now. They did have a kid. Yeah. But doesn't that just piss you off a little bit? The girl who played London in Sweet Life... I never, when I was... Is with... At that age... I, at that age, I didn't have an attraction f- for her. I don't think I did. Because I was... That show was more focused on her being annoying and a spoiled brat. So I never was like, yeah, that. You know what I mean? I'm going to take the strike. Here we go. Even if it comes back to bite me, because we all know it's true. It's the internet. Fucking um, well. Go on. At least with Cat being annoying and a brat. Oh, good. At least we knew that her actress was that way too right like at the beginning of the pandemic when she licked oh god that ice cream shop for that mom and pop shop and got them closed down and then people petitioned and said um no celebrities don't get to just do something destructive Mm -hmm. and then for likes yeah yeah, and then we get to let the business suffer that's that's not how that works and then they got reopened and reinstated with their a plus and they were also banned then that actor I'm not going to name names, but she was very much banned from that location, as Mm -hmm. she should be. Yeah. But in any case, Mandy... Yeah, we're going to get into spoiler territories here, so we're not even going to give you a countdown, because I just want to get right into it. Five. (laughs) So... We're going to give him a countdown. It's a patent. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. It's a short countdown. And now, you're out if you... If you... If you... you, you don't want any spoilers. All right, I'll go. You, you said I'm out, so... He's, if you don't want any spoilers... He's kicking me off the show, guys. He pointed at the door, so I gotta go. Well, I guess he's fired. All right, so we'll have to call... We'll have to helm this myself. 
All right, guys. So get ready for. Hate the state. Um, so I don't know if I really want to break this break this down beat by how beat. How could you? I, I would rather break down house beat by beat than this. Because that uh, Mandy's one of those things that you kind of kind of gotta experience. For and yourself. I know, I know. We've seen the comments. It's not us being lazy when we say that. <laughs> no, some of these movies really are. If you're gonna do something that's field, why do a review of it? Because they're worth talking about to kind of get you interested into it. I just, um, I just need to accept that there's no pleasing the internet. Either they're going to be mad that we spoiled something, or they're not going to be mad that we're spoiling things the way people are. Going yeah, to it is what it is. I don't care. Oh god, this career um, is going to bite me in the asshole. Okay, go. On. I would say this is one of Nicolas Cage's best movies. It is one that's of the fair. ones that's most tame. It's one of the ones I think he very you didn't much find mom and dad tame. <laughs> How dare by you? By the guy who decided, <laughs> oh, let's do the same style of Crank because it was the same director. <laughs> That's well, that's another review that we will do. Yes. Um, Fucking having sex on a racetrack. <laughs> Crank. Well, if you probably get a little closer here. Do I need to? Yeah, just a little bit. So but you're can... you're acting like I care anymore. Well, you have to care. It's <laughs> too bad. Um, it's too, it sucks no, for you, you asshole. So, for Mandy. Yeah. Um, and Nicolas Cage, as, as for him in this movie, I think he said he enjoyed working on this a lot. Well, yeah. And I'm glad because Panos, I believe, said in the behind the scenes that he actually had Cage in mind the whole time to play of course. Red Miller. So he, That's his last name, Miller? Yep. Oh. Um, the only way I know his name is Red is the fact that when he's speaking with subtitles, that's the name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, It. he just... It's so natural the way he is. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I praise about this movie is while it was slow, they really took the time to introduce like just how much love. Half the movie is making you care about him. (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing is, it feels so real. Mm -hmm. You hear these kind of meaningless stories to the plot, but they're nice because it feels like a couple actually talking. Right, and it you feels get a, organic, the conversations that they have. And you and you get some of these very close scenes of of Red and um, Mandy together. Mm-hmm. And it's just heartwarming because the whole time she... Because you can tell that she's definitely got some PTSD. Oh, yeah. She she's talks got a, about... She's, she's got a giant-ass scar on her face. She's been through some shit. Yeah. And she talks she, about her, her dad with the birds. Yeah. The starling. He, she was a country girl, so her dad is teaching her and her siblings how to kill them. No, not the siblings. It was freaking neighbor kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. How to kill them. And she has get the a deep love for nature. Yeah. Now, the, re- the reason that story came about was... Yeah, I got the feeling. Um, Did the writer actually go through something like that? I'm not sure. I just know in in the movie, she sees she hears a a baby deer like a fawn mm-hmm. dying, and oh. she goes and finds it out there. Um, and then when Red comes home, that's something that she talks to him about. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then she kind of explains that story and why it hurts her, but it feels so organic. So you get the sense that, you know, Mandy is very in tune with nature. She has a very yeah. deep love for life. It's a very, like, it, the relationship, like, it reminds me of, like, a, um, it's like a fair, I think, no, oh God, where did I hear it from? It, it was like, oh, yeah, it was, this is a deep cut. Did you ever watch the Young Avengers animated movie? Once Upon a Time, I can't yeah. watch it now. Yeah, why not? I just don't enjoy it as much. That's fair. 
Uh, no, it's when they're talking about the the when Iron Man made up the legend about them and they're giving them all these names. And it, their relationship reminds me of when he talks about Ant Man and Wasp getting married because he's like, the giant married the pixie. That's them. <laughs> like he's just this mountain of a dude. He freaking cuts down lumber for, to make a living, and. He just loves this woman who who's, like, just this caring, kind, like... And they just want to be peace. They want to be at peace, you know? They don't want anything bothering them. They live in the country kind of alone out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this was filmed in the Shadow Mountains, too. So it's... Wow. Um, that's out in Los Angeles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of that remote area. Um, one of the other key themes that you'll notice too, and it's just a fake prop book, but it's actually the name of, uh, uh, Johnson's, uh, Joe and Johnson's, uh, scores or albums is Mandy is reading an excerpt from Seeker of the Serpent's Kiss. Oh yeah. So that's the book that she's reading in the background and that kind of, I don't know if that does some foreshadowing. Um, I'd have to listen to it a bit more again. I mean, they, the the one guy does mention that Rand. What does he call um? What does he call Red, the Chauvin Warrior or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but a lot of people had the theory that the story was that they were portraying was supposed to be playing out. Right. I mean, he does go off to avenge. Because I remember hearing Vengeance and Monsters, so that that does track for me. Because even the people in the cult, I I would classify them as monsters. Yeah, which are the children of New Dawn, <laughs> is their cult name. Yeah, more like the children of Nude. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the hell was that bug? Can I ask that? What was that? It was like a wasp or something that, that was dipped in the LSD. Giant ass wasp. <laughs> well, I mean, murder hornets are about that size. Shut your ass! Really? Like I the size so. of my face? Fuck no. I believe murder hornets are about. That word? Well, let's look it up. I was going to say, no, there's no, like, if there was ever a bug that size, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) I'm pretty sure humanity would take it upon themselves to extinct it. Really? Nope. That is the size of a murder hornet. Almost that big. I thought it was bigger in the movie. It was bigger in the movie, but they are about that. (laughs) They're still pretty damn big. Uh, Fuck that. That looked like, that looked like if a hornet's nest was outside of Chernobyl. Like, nah. <laughs> I'm out. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What else did they do to her? They put eye drops in her eyes? Yeah, they put some weird acid, acid drops in her eyes, which wasn't like acid. It was like LSD. S- something to do with their LSD, because they have like this uh, weird s- special LSD. So They're a drug cult. They're a drug cult. Yeah, so Jeremiah Sandwich, you can actually hear the soundtrack that was composed of his whole album, and you could tell how God, cultish what, it what sounds. What kind of fucking self-centered asshole? Not only does he make a cult about himself, but he also produces an album about himself. Well, the story for Jeremiah Sand, who's played by um, Linus, Linus he did, Roach. He did a good job. I believe he was a creep. Good job. Yeah. I'm sure he's probably a nice guy in real life. That's what I've learned about movies. The I creep- applaud him for the full frontal nudity, too. Cause yeah. That, that is something... Now, I know that's going to sound weird, but something that I wish was more appropriate that's mm-hmm. getting there, especially with, like, yeah. Euphoria and HBO Max shows and Netflix started it, oh, yeah. I believe, is having 
male nudity. Yeah. Because there's no reason that there just needs to be naked women. I know to guys, oh my god, if you see a penis. No, that means I'm gay if I I, like I watched Mandy with someone, they couldn't get through it, but that was kind of their breaking point. What the fuck? And that was their breaking point. was, oh my god, there's a penis. I'm like, you never been in a shower? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that was my thing. I'm like, you have one year, dude. You look down every day, and there it is, just hanging out. Like, yeah. so my thing is, guys. Again, and we've said it before, it's a penis. If you can't get the fuck over having one, if you're a male, doesn't make you gay. Yeah. If it does something for you and your pee pee tingles, it means it's always been there. It either means it's either that, or you're just having like a, you're having a reaction. Yeah, like so you clearly like what you see, so it, it wouldn't matter anyway, but it doesn't make you gay. Yeah. No, but but I will say, I was sitting there, and I was like, I I do applaud him for going full frontal, because A, not that big. Sorry, buddy. Maybe he's a grower. Um, And number two, I sat there, and out loud at two in the morning in the dark while watching this, I went, huh, uncircumcised. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I said that out loud, that dude. <laughs> Huh. You don't see that better. Okay. Uh, yeah, all right. Good thing your walls aren't that thin. <laughs> Freaking, it travels down that hall. But my mom was probably asleep. But I, w- I would laugh if she heard that and woke up for a second and was like, whatever. <laughs> this is something I deal with tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> huh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, well, it's just because you don't see that that often because it's not that common. No, and it, it, it definitely is with euphoria, I guess, that's becoming more and more common. No, um, not, no, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about uncircumcised penises. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll see a lot of them too, and like euphoria, like gems, really? riches, gemstones, and stuff. It's more common than you think. Huh. A lot of actors are shy about it, though. Well, yeah, because it's it's more, it's less common. Than... It's less common, definitely. But yeah, more common for in the industry than you would actually think. And I I am of the argument that I am glad, even though I hate to be more like, oh, they did it against your will, whatever. I was a baby, I didn't care. I am glad I was circumcised. Yes, maybe it's less pleasurable for when I do have sex. It's also less maintenance, and I'm very lazy. <laughs> if there's one thing we can say, get your sex education in there, people. Get it right in there. Right up there. I, I can tell you, and I know, so I'm not going to say which organizations won't support it, so uh-huh. you know, I don't get crucified. But um, Oh, you will anyway. It's what I will say is... Uh, <laughs> For some of you, watch Netflix Sex Education because I guarantee yes, you, I guarantee show. you, watch yes. that or Big Mouth because I guarantee you, you will learn more about your body. The, no matter yeah. how phallic it may be, you'll learn more than mm-hmm. your body than you probably would through the school system mm-hmm. or if you go to a private school. And that's saying something. And that's, yeah, it's pretty fucking sad. Yeah. I, I will <laughs> say, I just, I just, we'll go off topic for like two seconds. Um, didn't Big Mouth just really, they released the trailer for their new show. Yeah, a few months Spin-off ago. Spin-off show. Yeah. What do, you, I, what do you think? I'll wait to reserve judgment just because they really rushed to get that spin-off in. They really rushed that last that fifth season just to get it out there. Oh, okay. I thought you meant they rushed to get the spin-off out. I was like, what they, are you talking about? They have five seasons. N- no, <laughs> they, they, they rushed the fifth season to really get it out there that they wanted to push a spin-off. So. Oh, okay. Just about the human resource characters. Yeah. So, Which so I, we'll see. I'll see it. I'll watch it. Um... But anyway, go going on. back to Mandy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you definitely get a feel for the cult. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Jeremiah Sand is that he's a failed musician. <laughs> That's why he has his own music. <laughs> so he's a failed musician who then proceeds to ask God, 
what should I do? And claims he that God told him God. to take what he wants. He got high and asked a demon. <laughs> well, he claims, that's the thing, he claims he asked God and God says he can take what he wants, which I forget what other characters said that I don't think that's God's that mantra, too. but okay. Was, I haven't seen it, but isn't that what the, the mantra of the guy in uh, No Country for Old Men says, too? It's similar to that, yeah. I, I forget which movie, but they had another one where it's like, God says I can take what I want. You're talking about Anton Chigurh? Not a real life character. That's not a real life. That's his character's name in No Country for Old Men. Is Anton Chigurh. It might be. Like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet. I've only seen clips. Okay. <laughs> Go on then. Just trying to think of who said that. I'll think of it eventually. But yeah, that's the thing. So he has a whole album of his failed music. I play some, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind, but we don't want to risk it. Um, but you can go check out uh, the Mandy uh, Children of New Dawn soundtrack or Jeremiah's uh, Sand Music, and you can listen to it. It definitely feels cultish and folklore. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of explain, which I almost think was kind of explaining how Johnson came up with the music, because he asked Mandy after she's drugged, like, what kind of music she likes and how it's a steady blend. Right. Um, because this whole movie is based on some hard rock. It's definitely got that's that hard think, punk rock. That's why I think I didn't find music. it jarring because it was a lot of music I liked mixed in with that imagery. So I was like, yeah, all right. And that's what it was supposed to be. I think like, like I said, I've said on, I, I've said it, I think personally, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I think I might've said it when we did our antlers review. Oh my God. What did you say? Just but, tell me. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think when I said it, but oh, horror is a very subjective. Yeah. It's a very, very loosely subjective thrown out there term for movies. Mm-hmm. I typically don't consider anything really horror mm-hmm. unless it has a very big balance of suspense and a body count. Right. So Psycho, I don't necessarily consider a horror film. You'd say more thriller. It's more of a thriller suspense. Yeah, well, because then, it's not about somebody. It, it it's about somebody going around killing somebody, most definitely. But it's not in a gory, horrific manner. It's it's at the time it was considered that though. Yeah, and and now they've kind of they kind of label it more first like, the, like suspense thriller horror. Consi- would you consider the birds a horror? The birds would be considered a horror film because yeah. that is a body count and it is horrific. It's an it's an unnatural event or a more brutalistic I mean, event. I mean, just. Just body count is not much of a. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that for everything because if we think about if you think about it just by body count, fucking. Well, what that, is it? The fifth Nightmare on Elm Street where three people die. That's why I said brutal and suspenseful. Oh, okay. It. Because like yes, you could consider a mom movie to be that, mm-hmm. but it's not really horrific. You're expecting that. You'd expect somebody to get shot in a movie. Right. I wouldn't put Menace to Society as a yeah. horror movie. It would be more like seeing Jason Voorhees taking out a bunch of people or Michael Myers. Like, that's horror. You're dealing with a figure that's meant to kind of come from the shadows, and they're going to definitely come up. You'll kind of get what I mean. When you watch a horror film, you know when you're about to watch a horror film. You think of, like, more of the slasher genre. It's going to be slasher or paranormal. Yeah. It's not going to kind of be suspense. Suspense is different. I mean, I I would consider this, like, action horror. It would be, like, more of an action horror action... Because if it yeah. needs suspense, then what the heck are horror comedies? <laughs> it does have some of its suspenseful moments. There's some good No, I'm just saying there. in general, horror comedies. What the heck are those, then, if it needs suspense? Because... <laughs> no, I mean, it's like kind Tucker of... Like Tucker and Dale? <laughs> That's why horror is, <laughs> is subjective. I don't know if I consider 
Well, it has its moments. Yeah, that's why I say horror is used so loosely, it's kind of hard to tell where to pinpoint it anymore. Right. Because it's also about the timing. Like, Evil Dead, like, if you take Army of Darkness, that'd be considered a horror film. Mm-hmm. That's more of a horror comedy. It's hilarious. I mean, having having a ash with a doppelganger going, you're goody little tissues, goody little tissues. Like, that's just fucking hilarious, playing leprechaun music in the back. <laughs> well, that's just Bruce Campbell being fucking Bruce Campbell. Like, oh, I know, but it's just hilarious. Like, I, I, I'm not going to look at that and necessarily be like, that's horrific. Yeah. I was watching, because I, I follow Bruce Bruce Campbell. I was about to call him Bruce like I fucking know him. Uh, I, I follow Bruce Campbell on Twitter, and he was posting, like, old um, clips from old unreleased pilots that he did for, like, sitcoms that never got picked up. And there was one where he, like... Like a woman, he he ran a um, he ran a golf course shop. <laughs> that, that was the premise of this sitcom, okay? And this woman came in and asked for like directions, and then she left. And he was like, ten dollars to any of you says she's back in twenty four hours." And they all take the bet, and they're like, "Why do you think she'll be back in twenty four hours?" She, she left her purse here. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, damn it. <laughs> See, it could work if people give it a chance. You yeah. have to give it a f- at least a first season. Yeah. Or a couple. Yeah. My, that, well, that's why my motto for all shows is I give Two. It, I give it three episodes. Give it three episodes, see how it does before you cancel it. But I feel like everything should have a round off point, too. It's, it's, it's a pretty base uh, truth about most sitcoms and most TV shows in general, I'd say. First episode always sucks. That's that's just usually because you're getting cause, introduced to everything. It's all set up, yeah. Kind of like for like that. That is one thing I've heard a lot about with Mandy is like it was just the setup point of how slow it was. Yeah, of course it's slow because you're you're having a good time. <laughs> like it's not. Although I will say the thing that I at least I can give Mandy credit for mm-hmm. is that was not as slow as Game of Thrones first Ooh. two episodes. That oh, was God. painful. Yeah, and I, I mean, don't, get, get, don't get me wrong, worth it. Fuck worth me. it for the first what? four seasons at least. Yeah. Um, but definitely hard to get into. Yeah. Um. One, well, yeah, the subject matters not for everybody. No. <laughs> Unless you incest. think incest is yeah, incest. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah, not everyone is the fucking guy <laughs> at that at that uh, at the dead end here, right? No, no, not everyone is that guy. <laughs> God, that man is my hero. If you're listening to this, God bless you. You're great. <laughs> they you really give, went out for that. You want to give context? <laughs> yeah, so we were, before we get back on Mandy, we were walking through and there's this junkyard section. The Dead End Hayride. Dead End Hayride, yeah. It's a bunch of haunted mazes. This, yeah. This and we has had... to deal with the thing that I said I hated him for. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I didn't tell anybody anything about it. Yeah, mostly solely because that. I didn't remember until I got there and was like... You're horrible. Oh, friend. yeah. I have been there like seven, seven, eight years. <laughs> Don't take us. Go on. <laughs> so, but I was like, see, people ask too many questions, so we'll just oh go experience God. it together. <laughs> hey, if I was taking you out to the middle of the woods in a cabin, I didn't tell you anything, then I, then I would definitely be a little s- skeptical. Your bar is very low for what I should be skeptical about. <laughs> I would... Anyway... <laughs> 
Dead end hayride, weird guy. What we we made to one part of the maze, and one dude jumped or like he was on down. top of a bunch of cars. Yeah, and the junkyard thing shooting a fake Gatling gun. <laughs> and then what do you say? He's like, "Hey, buddy. Hey, you get over here. The f- not you, the fat one." And we both walked over. Not you. And we were like, "Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> calm, calm down." But he was like, "Hey, you know what they say? Incest is incest." So. Hope you have a good time. And we're like, what the fuck was that about? Well, there was a couple of different themes because they went the hillbilly route like a freaking wrong turn. Oh, yeah, that was great. Because that old, all of them were giving me sass. I told jokes and the people behind us wanted to hang out with me for the rest of the night. And I was like, fuck that. (laughs) Can you wait for us to go in the maze so we can go in with you? Oh, I would, but I don't want to. Bye. (laughs) And they they laughed at that. So I kept the comedy rolling, but I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not waiting for strangers. I'm good. <laughs> strangers at a horror attraction. That yeah. sounds like horror fest or a hell fest. Yeah. Oh God. That movie. Um, <laughs> but go on with, with, uh, Mandy. Yeah. So going back to, to Mandy though, um, if you guys do want to look it up, just look up children, new Dawn Mandy soundtrack, you'll be able to hear it. And it's actually pretty awesome as well as finding the soundtrack the soundtrack's worth a listen especially if you love gothic horror which i think this is what this would fall under i think that kind of is what it falls under right gothic horror yeah oh oh, yeah or like maybe not as crimson peak psychedelic like psychedelic metal Mm -hmm. horror i think would kind of fit that genre a little bit um another one of the one of the things that kind of builds up is uh Besides just the naturalness of Mandy and Red, it's just kind of seeing how Red is kind of ready to move on. He mm-hmm. says, I don't... And that's one of the saddest parts, too, is he goes, I, th- I kind of want to move away from here. I feel like we should kind of move on. Right. And we learn that Mandy's just working. I don't know if she runs her own shop or if she's just employed there. I don't know. I got the feeling like maybe it's hers. I didn't see anybody else there, and it was small enough. She was walking home, so they're kind of like a distance in the woods, which I would never do. I don't care. I have friends Mm. who live in that kind of part of, like, some Wisconsin stuff. Yes. Um, Yes, from me. So I have a couple of friends who are out in Wisconsin. They kind of live in there where there's no streetlights or anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, nah, I'm okay. Once that sun starts setting, especially with the woods, and I got to walk through it, I'm not a woods person. Call me paranoid. I I don't like the woods. I've never had good experiences in the woods. You, so I'm not going to disclose. Are you stereotyping yourself? Um, no. I've uh, had some very bad experiences in the woods no, but as a you, child. But you know that that's a stereotype. Oh yeah, I don't believe in uh, colored people in the woods. Not or, in a racist way. But, or swimming. Uh, oh no, I love swimming. Okay. Just not in the ocean and uh, not in very deep areas and uh, not is, with frickin' naval mines. This isn't me being racist. It's just me ob- making ob- observations of the stereotypes around me. If it changes, I will adjust the material accordingly. But yeah, sea mines. People are dumbasses. And also, yes, I can float. I'm actually one of the few black people that can swim mm-hmm. without sinking to the bottom. Because uh, one reason that black people are... Yeah, this is actually a genetic thing. Go on. Yeah, they don't swim as much, or some are... I know a couple people who are scared to swim is because of our bone density will make African-Americans sink. Mm-hmm. It's a lot heavier than white people, so... That's why a lot of black people do not float, and yeah. they sink. So, ideally, you can imagine why some people don't like to be next to the water, because when, when they stop it's, moving, they sink. It's understandable. <laughs> yeah. 
See, and I, I, yeah, I float. I'm a human floating. I can literally lie on my back in water still and just float. We're also fat, so. Yeah, we're, we're human buoys. Oh, buoys freak me out, too. And what? I, I don't like water. And maybe the fake shark from Jaws of Revenge did it for me, even though that thing clearly didn't close its mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but that's for another time. Anyway, anyway, going back to Mandy. Um, So the, re- the way the cult finds her uh, is she's walking home, and they're... I don't know where they're coming from. They're clearly from around the area, as we learn later. But they're kind of cruising through through the woods or through town. And um, Jeremiah wakes up as they're driving through and sees Mandy walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Basically says, I want her. Yeah. Because he has this whole, God says I could take anything. Which is like, yeah, okay, sure. That mm-hmm. That's what he told you. He definitely told you that. Um, nah, mate. so that's when they, they kidnap her and they summon. So Jeremiah has, uh, one of his lackeys, uh, brother Swan. Oh yeah. Cause that how dude, stereotypical okay. of a name is that? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if you got the vibe from it or not, but I don't care. That man wants to fuck him or get fucked by him. Brother oh yeah. Swan, brother Swan, brother Swan wants like, it. Okay. He, he wanted some dick. Seriously. And Seriously. Brother Swan was played by Den, uh, Den... What? Dainey? Dainey? I don't know how to pronounce that. Ned Dennehy? Dennehy. Okay, yeah. there we go. Thank you. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling through something real quick online. Thank you, Fox 26 in Houston. Brawl at Chuck E. Cheese. A huge fight broke out among parents at a Chuck E. Cheese. This scene went on for about ten minutes until officers finally arrived to break it up. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, share that. I will. First thing that oh, yeah. Fox has oh, covered yeah. that's actually worth watching. Um. So, yeah, Brother Swan, who... Clearly wants to get fucked by Jeremiah. Um, goes out and summons. He uses this little flute thing to summon this group known it, as his, the Black uh, Skulls. Um, excuse me. He uses his ocarina. <laughs> it's a real instrument. That's what he was using. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to correct. But he uses that to summon what we what they call the black skulls which is this weird biker gang and they impano says on record saying they're halfway between bikers and demons because they took some drugs (laughs) yeah so the tainted lsd is what they give mandy and they explain that uh they have this tainted lsd that this chemist made Mm -hmm. and they said that the 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 black skulls were normal until they took the wrong batch they they were given they were given that exposition by the dude from um Fucking, what is he in? Oh, yeah, he's in... Richard Blake is... You talking about the chemist? No, the black guy who's telling us all this. Yeah, Bill Duke. He was in Predator. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was thinking. And uh, Commando as well. He was in a lot of stuff. Um, That's who Red is... Or, uh, he plays... Carthers? These are all spelled weird to me. Yeah, Carthers sounds right to me. Yeah, Carthers, uh, who's Red's friend, and we'll get into that in a second... Why was he um, holding on to his crossbow for him? Is it ever explained? He, Ma- he used probably... it to, to borrow to go hunting. But before we get to that, too, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that Brother Swan. So, um, the Black Skulls, they have some interesting names. Mm-hmm. And I'll start by going by Fox. So, uh, we have... Um, and let's see if we can find the find the other ones here. So, um, 
We have Scabs, oh, yeah. Scratch, and Fuck Pig. <laughs> Is that the fat guy who dies in the beginning? Um, possibly. I'm looking up uh, their names so I can... You sure you want that in your search engine history, Noah? I, so, I'm not an expert. But... So it is Scratch, Scabs, Sis, and Fuckpig. Which one is Fuckpig? Is that the fat guy who they sacrificed to the gang? No, that That's those are Lardass. the members. Oh, okay. That survive? And I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I think he was Lardass or something. Who, who Lardass is? Blonde guy with curly hair. Kill whoever... Their goals are to kill whoever they are paid to for a sacrifice. So they only take a sacrifice. And they do... Um... Fuck Pig is a... He's got some interesting hobbies for crimes. Who is... Show me a picture. I need to know who that is. Is uh, that the big guy saying. who has the chainsaw fight? No, that's... That's not the Black Skulls. Oh, the Black Skulls. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the guy who has a blade for a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that might be him. They don't really show pictures of them. Well, that's, dude, that's boring. Well, that's the whole thing in that they're mysterious. You really never see them. I'm assuming it's this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, so he's not the guy covered in needles. Or... Or... Whatever. Go on. It's what it is. Um, we get a cool shot of them when they're first introduced. Yeah. Um... Yeah, cause like the freaking the the freaking moon eclipses, like it's red everywhere, and I'm like, hell no, like, yeah, I was, and, yeah, and I was also waiting for that go that dude to get on the uh, the guy who kept rolling the window up and down. <laughs> I was waiting for him to yell at him. Oh yeah, I was too, cause I got annoyed. And I'm like, I'm Can gonna you pummel you. Fuck? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> um. So, mm -hmm. um, where am I? going with this so know. um basically they they kidnap mandy we get an awesome horrific shot of them breaking into mandy and them's home yeah oh, um, and they take away lard ass we should we did we, <laughs> did we give a warning up front for epilepsy seizures they i think they said that at the beginning oh that might have been just bliss that was bliss yeah yeah this movie uh definitely has epilepsy We'll try to remember to put that in at the, at beginning, the beginning of the video. Um, yeah. So keep that noted. As always, watch always watch the trailer first. Yeah. Which I kind of hate saying, but that'll kind of break it down for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, continuing from there, mm -hmm. um, so they kidnap Mandy, and then Mandy laughs at Jeremiah's penis. <laughs> um, to which she's freaking out, saying stop laughing, as we explained earlier. And then from there... Uh, they bring her back after they've tied up Red with barbed wire around his mouth and his arms. Mm -hmm. And then Jeremiah stabs him with a ritual knife before proceeding to um, have one of his lackeys throw gasoline on a sleeping bag or whatever with Mandy in it and light it on fire. Right. Um, to which, after they leave, Red um, gets free by using his blood to slip out of the barbed wire Smart move. Then he holds Mandy's corpse, basically just bones at that point. Yeah, it's I don't know sad. what the fuck kind of gas. I don't know. I almost thought they used napalm or something in there. The fact that they kind of like burned her to the bone so quickly. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't. I don't know if it was quick because we don't see. That's true. We don't really see how much time. It's lapses. very possible he was watching her for 
hours. Yeah. And that just shows that, you know, Jeremiah is definitely a man of God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All men of God burn women in a bag. Frickin' Jason Voorhees style. And for laughing at them when they try to jerk off in front of them. I told you before, and I will say it again, that is my favorite scene from this whole movie, is him just- Shut up! Don't Don't look look at me! me! (laughs) Don't look at me! Don't look at me! And it cuts to everybody looking away when he's like, don't look at me! I love the faces that everyone's making. Mm -hmm. Like, Brother Swan- like he, I can't tell if he almost broke character. I know because I could see him kind of going. So I don't know if that was meant to be in there, or if he was just laughing the whole time. Right. Um. But um, Red goes inside, falls asleep, gets up uh, after, and then somewhere in there, he sees the Goblin Cheddar commercial for the macaroni. Awesome. Um, and then he goes in the bathroom and starts guzzling down a bunch of booze, and then has the realization after kind of having a nightmare about Mandy that she's dead and just fucking loses it. Which is what got me into it, especially because you just feel the pain after seeing how much love they had for each other. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, and Nicolas Cage nails it. It it felt so real, and you just feel... At least for me, yeah, I felt fucking terrible. Because mm-hmm. I just felt that pain. And he, he does so great. And it's not over-the-top anger, but he does so well at juggling that kind of cry and anger while also just scarfing down the booze that are in that bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just was, it was a powerful scene for me. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but yeah, it was, yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Otherwise from there, um, it kind of moves forward with red meeting up with, uh, uh, Carthers, who I believe was just borrowing his bow for hunting, um, to which he asks, uh, what Red's going to do with the bow? And he says, I'm going hunting. Yeah. To which he says, what are you hunting? Jesus freaks, crazy evil. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Carthers gives him these bows that he's been working on that cut arrows. right through. Oh, arrows. yeah, these arrows. He gives him cut. more bows. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him some arrows that are meant specifically to cut through bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of explains after Red explains that he's hunting Jesus freaks. Uh, we get backstory on the bikers. On the bikers, yeah. That they have basically been abducting people for quite a few months. Yeah. With with no trace. And he said, just know that your odds are shit. And you're probably going to die. Yeah, and he literally says that. I'm like, oh, somebody who's got realism. Where he's like, I care enough about you to say I'm not going to stop you. Because you're mm. clearly fucked up in the head, but I'm going to let you go about it. <laughs> just know that that's the stakes. Um, to which then Red just goes in and uh, he's driving his car, uh, tracks down the bikers, shoots out one of them, ends up crashing the car after they shoot like some sort of arrow into his tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they drag him back to this random abandoned house of these people that they've murdered. Uh, in which they tie him up and he escapes and kills all of them. Which is one of your uh, favorite laughable scenes. Because uh, I think somewhere in there too, Red does a line of coke. So I think it's before the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he throws one of the... I think he throws Sis down to the pit. And then kills a couple of the other uh, Black Skulls. Uh, I don't want to talk about that fuckhead. or I can't remember the line he says, but he freaking breaks the... <laughs> Thing yeah, off and hits you are a, a vicious 
psycho something. A snowflake. He calls him a vicious sn- snowflake. Yeah, we're a vicious snowflake fucker, something like that. And then he hits him and he falls down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it! What? I was like, Where the hell are they? Because he, because they're in this that basement was too. that has an elevator shaft or just a hole in the ground, and we don't even hear. And him. It was a long. We don't drop even hear too. him hit. We don't even hear him hit the ground. We oh no, you do. Fall- oh, okay. And then he goes upstairs, and there's just a fucking living room. And I'm like, who built this? What well, yeah, torture pit bullshit? We, we see the naked owners that are dead in the one bedroom. And then we come out, and then they're just casually, apparently the Black Skull's like watching people fuck. Yeah. Because there was some cheesy 80s porno going on there. And then he notices him in the reflection. is like, Rah! And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> so he takes him out by stabbing his neck, gets blood all over then, his face, goes yeah. nuts. Does all, like, three fucking lines of coke, mm-hmm. and then gets up, tries to catch his breath, and then, uh, Sis comes back up, shoots a shotgun, blows out the TV, and to which Red jumps over the couch, mm-hmm. and proceeds to grab the shotgun and yell, You rip my shirt! You, you rip my shirt! Yeah. I, yeah. If you're ever wondering <laughs> how I would be reacting in this situation... If you guys have seen the new trailer for Bullet Train and how Brad Pitt is acting when he's fighting the cartel member, it's yeah. something like that. Dude, no! <laughs> um, in all fairness, that scene kind of does make sense considering he did sniff three lines of coke right before he did that. I would I love if it was a situation we were both there together because I'd be like, Noah, help! This guy is huge and he has a knife for a dick! Ah! Ah! Right. <laughs> well, that's how you know he just didn't give a shit because yeah. the whole time it's just like, Okay, when his friend tells sorry, him... Sorry for the scream, headphone works. Yeah. But. Um, it's just the fact when Carthers says you're going to die, and she's like, cool, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we also get a scene before that, too, before he heads out to go against the Black Skulls. Oh, and he's Black Where he's foraging the, the... Yeah, which is called The Beast, which is the best fucking score on there next to the love theme. Like, that score... Oh my god, that theme is so fucking awesome. You would have laughed awesome. your ass off because after I watched the movie, I watched um, Dead Meets Kill Count on it, and he got an, a, a prop replica of the Beast Axe. Yeah, they there was a time that they had that, and I didn't know it, and I'm so fucking pissed I didn't get one. You'd be more pissed at this because he's holding it for the get go to the numbers bit, and he's like, yeah! He drops it and breaks it, and he goes, no! <laughs> God, it was funny. <laughs> and Chelsea's like, really? <laughs> Noah has his hands over his face. He is rubbing his eyes. James A. Janice, you will fully hear his rant if we ever meet you. Which I imagine will probably happen. We do some very similar things. How do you... You have all the power in the world and you abused it. Yeah, I get you. Those were limited, limited made. Like, the only, like, a hundred were made. Yep. I'm gonna anyway. try not to think about that. That I didn't get one and someone just fucked around and broke it. Alright. He was doing a bit for his show. He does not deserve props anymore. He also got, he also got replica... Freddy Krueger blades made, and they were apparently so realistic that when he opened the packaging, he cut his finger on them. <laughs> that might have been karma. No, this was before that happened. I know, but that's it's like karma going into the no, past. No, that's not I how have karma to explain works. this. That's anyway, moving works. on. 
No, that's not. Um. What... So there is that scene. If you guys just listen to the score of "Forging the Beast," or that's the second half of the trailer, Granted, that song it, is just awesome. It's not until the end of it where it looks great. Because when he first gets done forging it, I'm like, kind of looks like shit, but okay. Yeah, because it's all shiny and stuff <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah. Um. So after he goes out and kills all those people. Uh, he goes on to take the cult, which, like you said, is pretty fucking smooth sailing after that. Yeah, I mean, after he kills the cult, it's the easy... Or the like, Black Skulls. After he... Well, yeah, after he kills the Black Because he, like, shoots a dude in the neck with the arrow, and the dude's just standing there staring at a burning car. Oh, and yeah, because that's the last Black Skull. Yeah, and then he tears the arrow out of his throat, blood pours everywhere, and he's just still staring at the burning car. Yes, because <laughs> Carther said one of the things, too, is that they got beat to hell with all this pain that no man should feel and they loved it exactly. so they're kind of like uh what they remind me of is the cinnabites yeah from hellraiser they, where they I mix th- they did remind me a lot of the cinnabites from hellraiser yeah with the mix of pain and pleasure not to be confused with the cinnabuns from my breakfast <laughs> yeah i gotta laugh out of you even if it was pity i don't give a shit oh hey, check what, it am out. I, what am i looking at now they've done it noah they've invented your nightmare it's a tent you can put on water. <laughs> it's going down a moving river. You guys know it's at the end of the river, right? A waterfall! <laughs> you or <guys> rapids! Are... <laughs> like, fucking why? You can now camp on the water. Yeah, no, I yeah, don't like camping, die. period. <laughs> I know you don't like camping. Even if we were... You do the forest or some shit and they just launch a fire. Even if we were camping in, in this, you'd be like, nah. Got a TV. This I might be more subtle about, but I do not trust people. Okay, um, but yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Red goes after to go to the cult. One thing to also mention is Mother uh, Marlene. Uh huh. Marlene. Um. Jeremiah Sand. Apparently, they kind of get the sense that he used to just fuck her a lot. Yeah. And then he wanted Mandy, so she gets super jealous. And so she basically just tortures the fuck out of Mandy and slaps her around, too, when they're drugging her. What a skank bitch whore. She is uh, the one in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though. Oh, that's her. Okay. Yeah, she's the one who plays... Because the real Sally does. Yeah, so she's the one who took over for Sally. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, And her name is... uh, uh, Olwyn... Olwyn... All these people have... It's an Irish name. All these people have complicated names. Yeah. Olwyn Fourier. Uh, I think, maybe. Well, well, you can look it up on pronunciation things. Anyway. Um. So, that that's just one other keynote to throw in there. Um. Besides that, I mean, Red just goes on a massive blood-filled rampage, and it's fucking awesome yeah let's 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 do the counts for the cult shall we swan gets the freaking butt of the beast put through his mouth which is like a sharp dagger yeah yeah into his neck because he's talking about mandy and he's like well i guess it's she burned better so to burn out didn't she it's yeah. better to burn than fatal <laughs> which somebody Did he kill the other girl no he yeah, led he led a he led a sister lucy I, I was gonna say I, I thought he let her go but then again there's a scene where Jeremiah, before they burn Mandy, where he says, you think you're so in love to Red. Mm. And he's like, I'll show you love. 
let me show you just how uh, how much Lucy loves me, and then gives her a revolver after he puts a bullet in and spins the chamber. And she like Russian roulette style. She's... Yeah, which you see that she's clearly not comfortable with it, and only probably there out of complete fear. Yeah, and brainwashing. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's why Red let her go because he looked he at felt it and bad went for her and knew she wasn't going to be a threat to him. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure he looked and was like, "Wow, you're." Just as much of a victim falling here as anyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, um, what is it? I'm trying to think, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think even though it didn't, it wasn't as high stakes as I thought it would be, uh, I think the chainsaw duel was still my favorite bit. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Because that was the next scene we got with Brother... Call well, it right. Or no, um, the one dude Brother gets, Hanker is the, the one who got shot, or got the axe ex- in his head! Yeah, he threw it at him while he was listening to a song I've definitely heard before, but could not tell Can't you Can't remember, name. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he just chucks it, and just goes, what up? And you just see the blood <laughs> spurt. It was fucking awesome. And then, uh, Brother, uh, Klopek was next, who's played by, uh, uh... Freaking mountain of a dude. I don't... No, he's been a couple of things... Mm-hmm. But he is ripped as fuck. Um, and he's the one who held Mandy up. Yeah. While she's burning alive. Fuck that guy. Um. But they have a chainsaw duel where he where. <laughs> for, a wh- for a while, man, uh, Red's chainsaw doesn't. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, or maybe Clement. Um, his chainsaw doesn't start, so he has to use it as, like, a freaking shield. <laughs> Which is awesome and looks yeah. extremely painful as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, they definitely didn't use real chainsaws, did they? I... Or had stuntmen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm I... sure there's things legally you're not allowed to do regardless of if you would want to do them or not. Uh, I'm sure you can. It's just a matter of contracts. And doing it gorilla style? Like... <laughs> Because I'm, I'm sure Nick Cage is too valuable a person to risk on a chainsaw battle, whether he wants it or not. Also, I'm going to get my little bias, and apparently RogerEbert.com, apparently they gave something a good review. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. For... Usually they just shit on everything. Is it actually Roger Ebert? No. I was going to say. I, I, the, yeah, I think he died in 2013, but... I know Siskel um, did, but I didn't think Ebert did. Yeah, I never listen to his stuff, <laughs> mm. and for good reason. <laughs> I just watched it. I, I watched their reviews because they always argued, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, he he just shits on everything, and he didn't exactly make a very good movie himself. So, oh yeah, Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, that did suck. Anyway, um, I'm just trying to look here through, uh, um. I'm trying to figure out, like, if they actually use chainsaws or not. IMDb take, usually is filled with that. Um, take your time, sweetheart. Did they take use, Did they use real chainsaws in Mandy? Yeah, because the other guy's chainsaw was freaking twice as long. Like, it was massive. I couldn't even believe it was a yeah, real... Yeah, that was the, the best part. Um... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not finding anything, but... Um, that would be one thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they did have actual sparks, so... Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure if they did, it was about yeah. stunts. So they clearly but, reviewed it first. But after that fight, it was very easygoing. The one girl tries to seduce him, saying her sex is amazing. And, well, he throws her head at Jeremiah, so I don't think it worked. Because he, he tracks him down to this weird-ass temple in the middle of a fucking canyon. And underneath it is, like, a hole. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Um... So it looks like they did have to shoot it at night, and mm. Panos said that was uh, a straight-up living hell to shoot. Oh, yeah, so night shots fucking suck. I, I imagine... Well, the the lighting they were using, though, too. Yeah. Um, so I assume... Um, I, I assume that they probably did use real chainsaws. Yeah. If they did night shoot for it, too. Um, so yeah, um, uh, but yeah, after that, he basically, uh, takes down, uh, what's his name? Kellop? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, or Klopek. And, uh, the way he does it is, uh, Klopek takes his chainsaw, knocks it out of his hand. So his, uh. Big what chainsaw he does, is on the ground. Yeah, so Red grabs a chain, swings it around, and yeah. to where Klopek like goes... Combat style. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. So he wraps it around his neck, pulls him down onto his own chainsaw, and just has his guts just spilt. Which I was like, oh, that's a very fitting death as you watch someone burn alive. Mm-hmm. Which... They kind of waste on the black skull, but then again, he, one of the black yeah. skulls... <laughs> he gets he gets, he burns alive, gets decapitated, and then he uses his head to light a, a, a joint or a cig. Yeah, and we're talking about the black skull that yeah. uh, Red shot the arrow through the neck of. Yeah. But he's the one who kept talking about Mandy. No for you. And um, kind of like... You know, kept making fun of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he's the one who kept making fun of Mandy when Red went up to him and kept talking about how she was burning. Yeah. Uh, otherwise. Um, Jeremiah was pretty easy to kill. Yeah. Well, Red kills uh, Mother What's-Her-Face. Just tosses her head at him. And he's like, yeah, oh, so oh, he God. Her. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, which was hilarious. And then when he gets to Jeremiah, he's basically talking the whole time about how he's on God's mission and how he kneels that Red should kneel before him. And All to which Red goes, bullshit. and then he just goes up to him and grabs his head. Yeah, and then proceeds to crush it, and an eyeball pops out. Yeah. Um, which... we did miss one vital scene though too mm-hmm. to cover, uh, because it's really wedged in there after the black skulls. Yeah. Um, when Red does the tainted LSD. Oh yeah, the, the that the black skulls got. Flashing and... Yeah, he has a vision of this radio tower, which looks like something right out of Slender: The Arrival at the end. Seriously, um, it's interesting because you got to see the script of how Panos wrote that, and he mm. wrote it out literally just like that. Yeah, that was holy crap. <laughs> he really visualized that which was really neat to see i think i think the thing that we didn't mention which i like is cool is every time he goes to sleep you get that cool animation oh yeah every time red goes to sleep you get uh an animation of mandy and every time it transitions to a new chapter mm-hmm. uh, it'll do like the a special logo for the children dawn or the black skulls or like when he's going on his re- on his vengeance path for mandy it, it says mandy mandy and like a 
like a vein, a veiny text, yeah, and like, then expanded like a lightning her. thing, yeah, and yeah. then like the tiger that was there for five minutes, yeah, with the <laughs> chemist. So he goes to visit the chemist, who I think it's just there for symbolism of the tiger being set free. The tiger, I believe, is supposed to be symbolism of yeah, it's funny, red Sandy he, being let go. He doesn't say shit, but the chemist is like, "God, you're right," and he lets go of the tiger, and I'm like. What do you mean he's right? He didn't say thing. That's the thing where I think the LSD really kicked in. So mm-hmm. you kind of don't know what happens as you know about as much as what happened as Red does. Right. So that's why I kind of question the because you can't crush a human head, and I, and I know that we're we're bordering on it with fiction and whatnot. But if you were to take it with the story lore that we know, mm-hmm. the well, tainted LSD gave the black skulls like. Mm-hmm. And immunity. Like, they well, just lost their fucking minds. Well, and I will say, you, like, depending on the drugs, you can do, you can do things. Oh, yeah, like, bath salts makes you nearly invincible. Exactly, like, in terms so depending of on what's, feeling anything. what's in the drug, I wouldn't say it's outside the realm of possibility. Well, that's what I was thinking, because it's tainted LSD, and we saw what it did to the Black Skulls. Yeah, so. And one of the Black Skulls literally just straight up drank that when, uh, Brother Swan gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so... So, so yeah, that was a vital scene. And then after that, that's when Red goes to kill the cult. And we get some awesome shots. Yeah. And then after that... Jeremiah tells him he'd suck his dick. Whatever. Yeah, right? (laughs) He's about to grow up. He goes, I'll I'll suck your fucking dick, man. I'll you, man. That was fucking hilarious. I was, like, looking at my screen and being like, will you fucking die like a man? (laughs) Yeah, for somebody who was so powerful and burned a man's wife in front of him. Yeah, I was like, will you freaking... So, yeah, Red then burns down the church um, that they had, their little church set up. Yeah. And then takes one of their vans. And the reason that this hit me pretty hard is because I kind of felt for Red so hard because he remembers back to the first time he met Mandy and he's hallucinating mm-hmm. and then hallucinates her in the car and the score is just perfect. But I felt so bad because you kind of just see him realizing too that the love of his life is gone. Right. And it's really that it didn't bring her back, but I didn't know what else to do. Exactly. And it just kind of hurts because it's like, you know that he's just finally like just lost his fucking mind because he doesn't know what to do anymore because he's lost the love of his life he got the revenge that he wanted and he just kind of doesn't know where to go from there and i don't know that that just kind of hit me really hard because i'm just like that just fucking hurt to be mm-hmm. to, to imagine that someone is so in love with somebody just have that taken away kind of like uh spoilers for game of thrones mm-hmm. oh spoilers uh, Oberyn, for that show that's been over for how many fucking years Oberyn martell oh yeah where it's like, you know, you you feel like, you don't feel as bad for him because he was showboating, but you feel bad, like... What movie that... were we watching where you called someone Oberon? <laughs> I don't remember. Probably The Mandalorian or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, we're going. But you, you felt that for Oberon too, though. Like, the only thing that he wanted was to avenge his sister. Right. For the heinous things that the mountain did. So, mm-hmm. I, you kind of feel that at the end. At least I did for Red, where it's kind of like, oh, shit. I bet you don't know what to do after that now. <laughs> and you're also on LSD, and you didn't drink it, but you took one tainted taste of it. So, you could have lost your fucking mind then. Considering you did LSD and Coke. <laughs> 
So that's the ending for that. Um, also, the chemist was played by Richard Brake. So he uh, he's the guy in the Devil's Rejects, I believe, who plays. Uh... Mm-mm. He's he's only in Three from Hell because one of the guys. That's right. There you go. Because the one guy passed. Yeah, and he was in Thirty One as well. He also played uh, the Night King, which I forgot about. Oh yeah. Oh oh, and he's in uh... Tremors. Well, yeah, but he's in Mando. Who do you play Mando again? Because he's, he's the guy who gives the speech and Bill Burr shoots him. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Long live the Empire. Because <laughs> I remember him in there. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw him in there, I was like, "Oh, that's a good pick." Here, sorry, I never saw your face. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he was also in the Kingsman: The Secret Service too, so he's in the first one. Oh yeah, he is. He's the guy who gives them their interrogation when they have that test. It's like, "Is Kingsman really worth dying for?" And there's a train coming, and he's like. Fuck you! Like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, what's his name's going up next? And he's like, is Kingsman worth dying for? No, it fucking is not! (laughs) Arthur Chester leads an organization called Kingsman. (laughs) We'll have to. Wow. We'll definitely have to review those. You gotta watch the Kingsman, Um, man. I know, I'm gonna watch with my dad, because we watch those movies together. Get ready for the uncomfortable moment, because if you thought the second one, where a woman says that a dude can pee on her, was uncomfortable. Oh boy. Oh boy. Did I ever tell you the story about me watching the second Kingsman? No. I watched it in a movie theater, sitting in between my parents. And there's the scene in the mu- Fun. music festival where he's like putting his hand down. And I was like, I kept when he kept moving his hand more down, my brain was like, and cut to black. And it kept going lower, and cut to black. And then it got past his belly button. Cut to black, cut to black, cut to black. I'm watching this with my parents. And then it goes microscopic and I'm like, we are inside of a vagina. What is happening? <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't the beginning of Seed of Chucky. I know, I know, with the sperm. Yeah. But then, yeah, and also when when he's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, she's like, you can pee on me if you like. I audibly heard my mom go, ha. <laughs> Well, you already said one of the Falk movie things, and I saw your mom's reaction. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, there's a thing There's a thing that will definitely make you uncomfortable in The King's Man. All I will say, the dude who played Rasputin in this movie killed it. Like, worse than uh, he... the Deadpool sex compilation? Yes! <laughs> yes! It will make you vastly uncomfortable. Because uh, I watched I... that with my dad, and that was uh, uncomfortable. I watched it in a theater with a girl, and there was only four other people in this whole theater, and I'm watching it, and I'm like... <laughs> and I looked at her just to confirm. Yep, she's weirded out by it too. Okay. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> you always gotta Thanks. have something like Thanks, fucking Thanks, Matthew Vaughn. Thank you. <laughs> He's always gotta get somebody to do some weird shit. Seriously, but go on. Um, you're gonna like this, so I want to do some trivia real quick before we sign off. You'll like this one. Panos Cosmatis, he approached Nick for the for the role. Although, he kind of had him in mind, it looks like, because one of his favorite movies with Nicolas Cage is A Vampire's Kiss. Oh, That's his favorite go. Nick Cage movie. Second um, favorite for me, but good, yes. Um, Although Honeymoon in Vegas is not to be missed. It has a body count of 12 in this movie. The scene where Mandy says uh, that she and Red live near Crystal Lake. This is the lake where Jason Voorhees killed his victims. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. Her talking about the um the world the planet books that she was reading that was cool. Don't you think? Uh yeah. 
Sorry, there's just so much in here. I never thought that there'd be this many facts. I hope if I ever get to run a movie set one day, like a big budget, I kind of want to just recite a fact a day from mm -hmm. a movie. For every day I work FF on it. FF fun fact, guys. And Hugh Jackman's Yeah, to start off the day. Fucking... <laughs> yeah. No, I think that actually would go over well. Um... And then uh, at the end of the film, where Jeremiah is on his knees and begs Red Miller not to kill him, he says, I'll suck you fucking dick. This may be a reference to the short story Killing Nazis by Greek writer uh, Nikos Kelpis? Kelp there is a scene where a character is on his knees begging for his life and says the exact same line. Huh. Set in the... Oh, yeah, this is set in the same year as Beyond the Black Rainbow, 1983. Hmm. You can see a Cheddar Goblin macaroni boxes in a uh, Carthur's trailer when Red goes to get the bow. Yep. While beginning, well, while the beginning of the film features the standard cast, filmmakers, and crew credits, the title card does not appear until about an hour and fifteen minutes into the film, which is the Mandy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Red jokes that his favorite planet is Galactus, the villainous planet eater from Marvel Comics. Yep. Nicholas Cage is also noted, a noted comic fan, which we all know. Uh, when he changed his name, he took it from Marvel Comics hero Luke Cage. Mm -hmm. And has played three separate Marvel heroes across four films. Ghost Rider. Yeah. You go with the other two. <laughs> well, he did uh, Sp Spider-Man Noir. Yep, and then... I can't remember the other one he did. Yeah. Um, but that's cool that he got it from Luke Cage. That was his inspiration and we to all, Nicolas Cage. Well, and we all know the, the, the Superman. Yep, because it's uh, Cal Al Coppola. Yes, Nicolas Cage is a Coppola. Um, the song Jeremiah Sam plays in the scene where he tries to seduce Mandy is called The Amulet of the Weeping Maze. And was actually released in real life on the music site Bandcamp, becoming a bestseller on the site shortly after the film came out. Also on the single is a 17-minute track in the style of an interview called My Journey, which details Sand's life and his views on the world and God. Mm -hmm. That's got to be like similar vibes to fucking the dude from um, the dude from Far Cry 5 walking around like his character. Yeah, Jeremiah Seed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, the number 44 t-shirt that Red is wearing when he first meets Mandy. Um, is it... I'm trying to think. Is it, um, that's a know, reference dude. for death in cultures. Number four. Oh yeah. And then that was like double death with four. Um, and then the last two that looked really interesting was the weapon forged by red was inspired by legendary metal band, uh, Celtic frost logo. There are several similarities between Jeremiah Sand and real-life cult leader Charles Manson. Yep. Like Sand, Manson was also a failed musician, which I didn't know about, huh. who reportedly took it very personally when his musicianship was insulted. Sand refers to his victim as, victims as pigs, and as did Mason and his followers. Psychedelic drugs were also used before acts of violence. Which we know that from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. 
Oh, yes, and this one you'll get a, probably a kick out of, too. The Cheddar Goblin commercial was directed by Casper Kelly, who directed the Adult Swim short Too Many Cooks. In Fuck off! That's why it looks so familiar. Oh, God, I love Too Many Cooks. <laughs> too Many Cooks! So, that is our review is Mandy. of Mandy. Um, also, little parent's guide that actually got it right. Sex and nudity, severe. Yeah. Violence and gore, severe. Profanity is moderate, believe it or not, which it is. Really? It actually was pretty moderate, if you really yeah. think about it. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, severe. And frightening and intense scenes is severe. Mm. Threat level, severe. Yeah. Threat <laughs> level, midnight. Yeah, go on. Um. Otherwise, this is still one of my favorite movies. That and Jeepers Creepers. I, I just... I love also that it's a bleak ending, because not everything is happy. Yeah. Some things you just can't fix. But I think it was a definitely kind of like censor. It was kind of an extreme take on grief. Right. And the lengths that it can be pushed. But at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter because, you know, the trauma will always be there. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to figure out for yourself where you're going to go from there. Um, And then it's... In terms for a part two, Panos Cosmata said we'll probably never see it because yeah. he doesn't really know if he wants to commit to it. But he had a sequel idea, he said, where Red fights fucking Nazis. Okay, I'd watch. <laughs> and I was like... What, does he get a new girlfriend and they get killed by Nazis? That would be a bummer. I'd hope not. Yeah. I think he just said that he would just see Red just going and kicking a bunch of neo-Nazis' asses. Oh, oh like, neo okay. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll see it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, or they might they might be Nazis if it's 1983 still. So, who knows? Yeah, they could be hiding out. Anyway. But, um, this got 13 wins and 43 nominations. It also got an encore when it was first shown at the film festival. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. It's still my favorite. I know you didn't enjoy it as much as I did, I don't think. I did enjoy it. I just said it wasn't like, it didn't make, I didn't have to pause it at any point, you know? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Can't take uh, Well, and this is like my fourth, fifth time viewing it, but... I know this one ran a little longer, but Mandy is one of my favorite films. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, we'll, ch- I'll, we'll try and remember to put a little... Uh, uh, what is it? Epilepsy disclosure there as well. Yeah. But I think you can also tell kind of from the beginning of the movie, too, hopefully. Well, yeah, but we'll still we'll put, put it, it. We'll still try and put it in there for you, just so y'all know. So yeah, nothing happens. Let us know what you thought, though. Yeah, let us know down in the comments below. And then, um, otherwise, he's been Thanos Shoemaker. He's been no sweeter. This has been Film Nerds are. So long, everyone. Bye. All right, so.